Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Genesis chapter number 12 is where we're going to be uh, this morning. And uh, God is so good. Amen. He's, he's so good to us. And uh, we've just taken taken a week, uh, this week of Thanksgiving, just to, to praise him uh, for how good he's been. But, but let it not just be um, where we give God thanks in the third week of November. Amen. Uh, let us live a life of Thanksgiving. Um, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is worthy. Amen. He's worthy of our adoration. He's worthy of our praise and and everything that we can give. Genesis chapter number 12, and we're going to look at verse number one this morning. Genesis chapter number 12 and verse number one. The Bible says, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, to Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan, they came. I want to talk to you this morning about the way of obedience, the way of obedience. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we truly are so thankful for the many blessings in our life. We're thankful most importantly for our salvation. And God, help us as we can sing it here among other believers and we can shout and proclaim that you've saved us and that you're coming back again. But Father, would you help us to do that in, in, our, in this lost and dying world? Lord, would you help us to shout and proclaim the name of our Savior to our neighbors? Lord, to those that we work with on a daily basis. Lord, that we would shout and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ Uh, to those around us each and every day. Because Father, when you do come, it will be eternally too late for some. Lord, I pray that you would be with this, this service this morning. I pray that you would speak to us. When it comes to obedience toward God, Lord, it is something that we have to work on, that we have to commit to. And so Lord, I pray that you would help us to uh, Lord, just just commit once again to obeying you, obeying your word today. But Father, we have to make a daily commitment toward that. Help us, Father, to be obedient um, in our Christian lives and in our Christian walk. And we'll thank you and give you all the praise for what you'll do through an obedient life. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. When Adoniram Judson graduated from seminary, he received a phone call uh, from a well-known church in Boston, Massachusetts, which was close to his hometown. And they offered Adoniram Judson 
this job to come and be their assistant pastor. Their family was, his family was very excited about this call because he would be able to serve God in ministry close to them. And they were excited about uh, being able to be close to their, their son, their brother, and, and so on. But when Judson went to his family to share this news, he told them, he said, my work is not here. He said, as much as I would love to be here with family, I feel like God is calling me beyond the seas. He's calling me to a, a place that is very difficult to go to. And even to stay here to serve God in his ministry, he said, I feel that I would only partially be obedient. He said, and I couldn't live with that thought in my life. And so although it cost him greatly and he struggled greatly, he left his mother, his sister to follow this call. If you know the story of Judson, Judson went on to plant many churches in the country of Burma. Over the years, there've been over 50,000 people that have come to know Jesus Christ by this one man following the call of God upon his life. He was obedient in his call of God. In our passage of scripture, we see a 75-year-old man by the name of Abraham who lived in Haran. He lived with his father, with his family. I'm sure he was, was very comfortable there. And God comes to him and says, hey, I want you to pack everything up and I want you to move. He doesn't tell him exactly where he's to go. He just says, go. And he's testing Abraham in his obedience and his willingness to obey God. The question is this morning that I want to ask you is, are you willing to obey God no matter what? Are you willing to obey God no matter what? Are you willing to go to the unknown for him? See, I think of if all of us were to answer that question this morning, I think all of us would say, yes, I'm willing to obey God. Yes, I'm willing to obey God. And as we take a, a closer look here at Abraham and his life, as an example of obeying God, there's things that we need to do if we're going to live a life of obedience. If we're going to live a life of obedience to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Number one, I want us to see that we always must be listening. We always must be listening. Look at verse number one. The Bible says this, Now the Lord had said, unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Abraham, I'm sure, had probably grown attached to the comfort of his home, right? I mean, the variety of food that he might have had, the fellowship that he had with his friends. And, and like I said earlier, he's 75 years old, the Bible said. I'm sure he was saying, hey, it's time for me to settle down, right? It's time for me, I'm comfortable where I'm at. But God had different plans. And even in his older age, even in the comfort of his home, even with the joy of living close to his family, Abraham was ready to listen to God when he called. Listen, he was willing to obey when he spoke to him. He didn't get complacent. He didn't tune out God in his calling or his, for his will for his life. And so Abraham leaves the familiar the comfort of his home to follow God. Now you understand today, God speaks to us a little different than he did with Abraham there. 
I, I believe if God wanted to, he could come down and speak to us verbally today. I believe he has the power to do that. Amen? Amen? But, but, but God talks to us in a different way today, and he talks to us through his word. And understand, in Abraham's life, Abraham was ready to listen to God. That means he was in a place to hear from God. He was in a place in his life where he was able to hear the voice of God. And my question to you this morning is, are you in a place spiritually in your life where you are so that when God calls, when God tells you to do something, you're ready to listen? Are you in that place? Are you in that place in your life? Do you read your Bible? You know how God speaks to us? He speaks to us through his word. The only way we're going to hear God call, the only way that we're going to be able to be obedient to him is if we're in his word. That's how he speaks to us. Are you in communication with him? Are you speaking to him in prayer? Because we have to do those things in order to hear the voice of God. One of the greatest illustrations of being ready to listen, we find also in the life of Abraham. In Genesis chapter number 22, God instructs Abraham, we know the story, to sacrifice his only, his son, the promised son. I want you to take him up to Mount Moriah and I want you to sacrifice him. The Lord uh, spoke directly to Abraham and when he called out to Abraham, Abraham responded immediately with what? He said, here I am. And he says, hey, I want you to take your son. I want you to to take him him up uh, to the mount. And he said, and I will provide myself, I will provide a lamb. The Bible says, it goes on to say in Genesis chapter number 22, verse number seven, and Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said, here am I. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they went both of them together and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Abraham obeys God's voice, takes him up to the mount. He has his knife in hand, and the Bible says he was ready to kill his son. But he's still in a place where he's ready to listen. He's still in a place where he's ready to listen to the voice of God. I'm sure that was a very difficult time in Abraham's life, wouldn't you say? But Abraham was ready to listen and to obey God. And just as he was able, just as he was uh, uh, preparing himself to kill his son, the Bible says this, and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Can you imagine what would have happened if Abraham was not ready to listen to God? Just think with me. Can you imagine if he was up on that mountain, he was ready to kill his son, and he was just complaining to God, God, why would you have me do this? God, I don't understand your plan. God, why are you doing this to me? No, he was still in a place where he was ready to listen for the voice of God. I wonder how many tragic situations, tragic circumstances could be avoided in our lives if we would just be in the place to hear what God has to say. Amen? 
How many tragic things in our lives would, would, would we avoid if we were just in a place in our spiritual lives where we were ready to listen for God? No doubt we face many difficulties today. Why? Because we listen to our friends. We listen to our family. We listen to the world. We listen to ourselves rather than listening to God. And we find ourselves in trouble. And there are some who have wandered far away from God. And as a result, they're absent from the sweet communion with the Lord that we, uh, we just don't hear from him anymore. Listen, church, what about you? Are you at a place where you can communicate with God? Do you talk with him in prayer? Do you search the scriptures and allow him to give you direction? Do you follow the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit? Listen, church, if you are ever going to find yourself in the center of God's will for your life, you must be ready to listen when he speaks. You must be ready to listen when he speaks. And we must also be willing to then obey him when he does speak. You see, in order to obey God, you must be ready and you must be willing to listen. But number two, you must trust in God's promises. You must trust in God's promises. Look at verse number two. The Bible says, and I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. God says, you obey me, Abraham, and I will give you this. I will give you a great nation, a great name. You will be blessed. Those that curse you will be cursed. He says, through your family, everyone will be blessed. Aren't you thankful for that, that last promise? That through the lineage of Abraham, the, the lamb, God provided himself a lamb in Jesus Christ who gave his life for us. He died and rose again for the sins of the world. And that is the greatest promise in all of the word, word of God. God's promise of a savior for all nations. But we see here that, that Abraham had to trust in the promises of God. I want us to see a, a contrast here. In chapter number 11, we find, we read about the what? The Tower of Babel. In the Tower of Babel, we find certain individuals who were trying to make a name for themselves, weren't they? We're going to build this tower. We're going to build it up to the heavens. They were trying to make a name for themselves. And I want you to turn back to chapter number 11 and look at verses three through four. The Bible says this, and they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let who? Us, build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven and let us make us a name. Lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. We know the, we know the story, don't we? What happened? Were they able to make a name for themselves? Church, help me. Were they able to make a name for themselves? No. God confounded their, their languages. They, they, spread up, they spread out. They were no longer able to continue. And they tried to do it all in their own power. But look at chapter number 12. Chapter number 12 and verse number one. Now the Lord said unto, unto Abraham, get thee out from thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. 
and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Listen, God says, if you obey me and trust in me and my ability, I will make your name great. You see, the crucial thing with faith is not your faith. It's the object of your faith. The crucial thing with faith is not faith. It is the object of your faith. What are you putting your faith in? You see, in our text, it was the Lord who called Abraham. We see all the I wills that the Lord affirms to Abraham. This is the promise of the eternal living God, the creator of heaven and earth. Can't you trust him? Can't you trust his promises? Abraham trusted in God's promises and obeyed. And of course, God is always faithful to his word of promise to those who believe and obey him. He's always faithful. He'll never let you down. See, in the Christian life, our life of faith, God has given us many promises. I'm thankful for the promises that we find in scripture. But we often don't listen. We often don't heed those. We often don't trust in those promises of God. We don't trust that he'll take care of us. When he clearly tells us, hey, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you, right? That's a promise that we have from him in his word. We often don't think that he can enable us to do what he has called us to do. But my Bible in Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. The Bible says that now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh, in us. Listen, he has promised to work in and through us, and that's exactly what he's going to do. And we must trust in those promises from God. If you're going to live a life of obedience, you have to be ready to listen to the voice of God, listen to him as he speaks to you, and then trust in his promises. I don't know what you're going through today, but he promises to see you through it. There's a lot of people going through surgery, having upcoming surgery, things that, are, that can be scary in their lives right now. But trust that he is with you. Trust that he will see you through. And if anything, trust in the fact that you have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We must trust in his promises. You see, when we trust when we begin to trust in God, obedience becomes a lot easier. Amen? When we begin to trust in his promises, obedience becomes a lot easier in our life. God gives Abraham a great promise, but here's here's the thing. There's one thing that he wants him to do to attain that promise. And lastly, I want us to see, be willing to fully commit. Be willing to fully commit. Look at verse number four. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered 
and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan they came. What did Abraham do? He said, I am going to move out in faith. This meant leaving his home. It meant leaving his family. It meant leaving his friends, his comfort zone to go really to the unknown. Abraham obeyed walking away from his home for God's promise of even greater things in the future. You see, in order for Abraham to fully commit, the Bible tells us that he lived in a land of his fathers. He lived in Haran, a land that worshiped idols, that worshiped other gods. And in order for, let me just show you that. In Joshua chapter number 24, the Bible says, and Joshua said unto all the people, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood. You see, in order for Abraham to fully commit, he had to move out of a place of sin and idolatry and into a place of obedience and faith. In order for Abraham to fully commit to God and obedience to him, he had to move out of a place of sin and idolatry and into a place of obedience and faith. See, the problem is today is that so many people want to live in a place of obedience toward God while also living in a place of sin and idolatry. It doesn't work that way, church. It doesn't work. You want to live in complete obedience to God? You must move out of the place of idolatry in your life. What is that one thing that is holding you back from saying, God, I am willing to go all in for you? What is that one idol in your life that's holding you back from fully committing to God and obedience to him? Because you will never fully commit. Jesus will not be first in your life until you're willing to be separated from sin and idolatry. You want to live a life of faith and obedience? Lay aside the weight that does so easily beset you. You want to live a life of faith and obedience, lay aside those things that you idolize, those things that hold you back from going all in with all that you have. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. What is he saying? He's saying, let's go all in. Lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us and keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. See, the call of God had been for Abraham to separate from everything that was holding him back from complete obedience toward God. Get away from it. Separate from it. Abraham was called upon to separate himself from everything that would hinder the progress of his walk of obedience. Let me say this. The Lord's call is the same for his children today. Anything that prevents you and me from going all in is a weight that must be set aside. 
Anything that keeps us from going all in for Jesus Christ is a weight that needs to be set aside. So the question is this morning is what is that weight in your life? What is that weight in your life? What is keeping you from complete obedience to God? In Genesis chapter 5, 12, verse number 5, God tells us that when Abraham left to follow the Lord, he took all his substance. All his substance. In other words, when the Lord got Abraham, the Lord got everything that Abraham had. Everything that Abraham had, God got. Abraham didn't leave anything behind for the world to use. He took it all and went after God. Church, are you willing to give God everything? As Pastor Josh was, was mentioning that, I'm not even going to try to pronounce their names, the, the, Turk, the Turkmen. As he, was, as he was mentioning that, I thought to myself, am I really, am I willing to go there? Am I really willing to say, God, here I am? I don't know if I can say that I am. But it's, it has to, if we're going to live in complete obedience, we have to, have to let go of some things that we idolize. Right? You, you just think about that for a second. Am I willing to go to a place like that? And you'll think of all these things that come into your head that are idols. That can be idols. I don't want to leave this. I have a nice van. I have a nice house. I have, I have food on my table. I don't have to, 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 to get on my hands and knees and beg God for food and provide for me today. Start thinking about a lot of things that can be idols in your life. Are you willing to lay aside those weights in your life? To say, God, here I am. Are you willing to move out of the place of sin and idolatry into the place of faith and obedience? I'll close with this, church. You might think, as we read this passage of scripture, that God was interested and wanted Abraham's stuff. But let me just say today, God could care less about Abraham's stuff. What God was interested in was Abraham. He wanted Abraham. That is all that that was about. He wanted Abraham's life to be committed love and obedience toward him. And will we here at Fellowship Baptist Church, will we, like Abraham, listen and seek God? Will we make sure that we're in a place where we can hear from God? Will we be in that place where we're able to hear his voice? Will we trust his promises? And will we go all in? Will we commit to love and obey God no matter what? Because here's the truth, church. All God that all that God wants from you and me is you and me. That's what he wants. The way to obedience. Always be listening. Trust in God's promises and be willing to fully commit. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. 
Have a great week.